0: Wednesday, August 31st, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, the Guardians, got back on the winning track on Tuesday night, opening a three-game series against the Baltimore Orioles with a 5-1 win at Progressive Field. Cal Crontrell was, again, uh, just lights out, outstanding, only allowed one run on one hit in six innings. The bullpen came in uh, three scoreless after that. And, uh, the guardians won in, in the way that the, the guardians really sort of, uh, you know, draw it up and sort of need to win. Uh, they had a, a big inning, uh, it, it, where they scored a bunch of runs and then, uh, took care of things on the field defensively and, and with the bullpen. Yeah,
1: definitely. Joe it was a big win. Uh, especially since the twins won again, they, they beat, uh, uh, Boston came from behind and beat Boston and, um. So they maintained that one, one and a half game lead. And it was, you know, just a, you know, it was a good night o- overall. Quantrill, like you said, uh, you know, one is what? 11th game. Uh, he mm-hmm. is, he is seven and oh in his last 10 games with a two point, his last 10 starts with a 2.98 ERA. More importantly, Joe, he, uh, the Guardians are ten and zero in his last ten starts. So even when this guy has a no decision, they are still winning the games. That means he's he's giving them a chance to win. And you know it was good to see Josh Naylor hits a two run homer to get him started in the fourth inning. He's been he's had a quiet August, and uh, then they add three more runs in the fifth. In uh, you know kind of like you said in a uh, Guardians fashion, the the bottom four guys in the lineup or the bottom three guys in the lineup. Miller Hedges and uh, Benson uh all get singles and uh and uh Quant bloops a double, a two-run double down the left field line. They score twice, and uh Ahmad Rosario gets a sacrifice fly, and that was really all they needed.
0: Yeah, it was it was sort of a weird game because it started out and it looked like you know the Guardians uh offense was was really sort of uh getting bottled up there. Uh it was uh the Baltimore starter Spencer Watkins uh, really looked like he was in control of the first eleven batters, uh, and then uh, Jose Ramirez just sort of slaps a single uh, through the left side, and up comes Josh Naylor. Naylor uh, hadn't really had much of an August. Uh, you know, he, he's been he's been sort of scuffling. I don't know if the the physical side of things is is sort of catching up to him. Maybe maybe if we we might uh, you know need to see him uh, get a couple of more. Uh, days off of, of those feet, but, uh, you know, he's, he he definitely capitalized on whatever mistake uh, Spencer Watkins made. Uh, he drilled the ball to center field.
1: Yeah, I was wondering, Joe, you know, uh, like what you said, Watkins retires, what, 11, 10, 10 straight hitters, 11 straight hitters, you know, then Jose beats the shift with that center to the left and and Watkins has to pitch out of the stretch for the first time in in the game. And uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if that played a part in Naylor hitting a home run, but you know, like you were at the ballpark last night, it was a windy night, and I was, I was just thinking before he hit that home run, it's going to be hard to get a ball out of here, and he hits one, you know, drives one to center field for, you know, for a two-one lead, and uh, you know, and you're right, I mean, he had. He was hitting two o three before that game in August. So with one home run, so he had, you know, it, that was nice to see him get going because you're going to need him down the stretch.
0: Yeah, wind, wind or no wind in the ballpark last night uh, when Naylor swung at that pitch, he knew he hit it. Uh, you could tell just by looking at him uh, that that he knew it was out of the park uh, off the bat. So uh, yeah, good to see Josh Naylor get get going there. And then the the following inning. Uh, like you said, it was the bottom of the lineup that really came through and turned things over to Stephen Kwan. And then, boy, Stephen Kwan has a a, a great relationship with the foul lines in uh, in, in progressive <laughs> field. Uh, it, this, the, the foul lines always seem to get a little bit wider every time Kwan gets up to the plate because he, uh, he dropped another double, uh, this time down the left field line, just sneaks it inside the line. Uh, gets past the left fielder a little bit. He's able to take second base with the bases loaded, and, and uh, Will Benson uh, and Austin Hedges come around to score. Uh, just uh, another one of the uh, Stephen Kwan, a guy who, with less than two outs at the plate and the bases loaded, uh, you knew it was going to be uh, the, the likelihood of, of Cleveland scoring a run was pretty high because he's not going to strike out. He's going to put the ball in play, and uh, as long as he gets it out of the infield, uh, you're going to be able to get a run. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, according to uh, the Guardians post-game notes, he's hitting 400
1: this year with the bases loaded. One double, one triple, and 13
0: RBIs. That's not bad for a leadoff hitter. That's not bad for a rookie. I I, I mean, (laughs) that's... It's pretty impressive what he's been able to do this year. So uh, you know, keep that up, and 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 we like to see it. But uh, just after they get the two runs in from Quan, uh, they're able to add on and and keep scoring after that. Ahmed Rosario, uh, you know, with a sacrifice fly, he looked a little more relaxed in his at bat as well.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: He you know he had uh,
1: looked like he is first at bat. He got an infield hit, but. You know, Baltimore challenged, and uh, the replay showed you know, that he was indeed thrown out. Uh, but it was good to see him, uh, you know, come through there. Uh, you know, he's uh, he's been in a little bit of a funk. You know, he did not have that great a series in Seattle. Uh, swinging and missing a lot, Joe. I don't know if he was tired or he is tired. But uh, just swinging a lot of pitches out of the zone. Just, you know, just from uh, back here watching on TV.
0: Yeah, and... It- if he does let on that he's he's maybe a little tired, and Tito has has said so, you know that he thinks maybe uh, you know he needs a break every day, uh, every so often. Uh, there's no shortage of guys that they can bring up tomorrow uh, that you know could could give him a day off uh, off of his feet for sure. Uh, Gabriel Arias at, at AAA uh, definitely a candidate to do that. So uh, you know, cavalry is coming. Uh, at least uh in in some small form beginning uh tomorrow with the september call-ups we can we can get into that a little bit more later uh you know just to wrap up um the the game last night it was uh it surprised probably nobody uh to see will benson in the starting lineup last night when uh the lineups came out uh benson took the place of miles straw who's been in a terrible slump, uh, pretty much all season, with the exception of uh, you know the first couple of weeks of July and and really that first month of April. Uh, Miles Straw hasn't been able to do much of anything since signing that five-year uh, contract extension. It, it, you know he's he's not the same player that he was uh, at the second half of last year after they acquired him after the trade deadline. Uh, so Miles Straw looks like uh, he's been benched, and and Will Benson is going to get a chance.
1: Yeah, I think we saw how they, uh, how Tito will intends to use those guys. Uh, you know, he, w- uh, Francona wouldn't uh, commit to, to saying ben- would Benson be in the in, be the center fielder for more than one night, but it's pretty obvious he is, and you know he'll continue to use Straw defensively. You know, in the late innings, if they have a lead, that's which is what he did uh, last night. But you know, a nice, uh, nice start for Benson. Two really nice catches. He robbed uh, Rugless O'Dor of extra bases with a leaping catch at the top of the fence in to start the fifth, and then made another uh, nice catch against Adley uh, Rutschman to start the uh, to sixth. Uh, and then he got you know like he contributed offensively with a single in the in the in the fifth inning and almost hit one out. Joe, uh, it was it kind of wind aided, but with the bases loaded uh, in his last at bat. He hit a ball in the in the sixth inning. He hit a ball to the track and right field that you know carried farther than I think anyone thought thought it would in the ballpark. So he almost he almost had a slam right there. So, but I would think he's going to be in the starting lineup for a while, Joe.
0: Yeah, that uh, the base hit was a line drive back up the middle that almost took Spencer Watkins' head off. So uh, he, uh, he he made good contact there. Uh, Will Benson notoriously every time he levels up. Uh, you know, gets off to a slow start at that new level, and and then after a while, you know, usually in the in the second year of being at that level is when he, he sort of kicks in and the light goes off. Uh, so it might be a struggle for the rest of the way out for Will Benson, uh, but if you stick with him, you're rewarded on the other end because you saw what he did, you know, through the first 80 games of, uh, you know, AAA, he was able to you know, lead the international league in on base percentage, uh, you know, have a, or I, I'm sorry, was it OPS? I think it was OPS that he was leading the, the international league. Uh, he, he was just having a really strong season at the plate. So uh, you're rewarded more for, for sticking with Benson, yeah, I think, uh, beyond just the uh, the end of this season. And, and, and who knows, uh, maybe the light will go off a little faster here, but uh, it is the big leagues. It's not like you're leveling up from from Lynchburg or something like that.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's a minor league free agent at the end of the year. He can be. And, uh, you know, they got to find out about him. Uh, and he really hasn't had much of a chance up until this point. So, you know, it looks like he's going to get that chance and uh, they can make their uh, decision, you know, at the end of the year. I, I don't know how long he's going to stay in there. Is he, do you go down the stretch with this guy, Joe, or do you Boy. do? You, or do you let uh, Straw eventually work his way back into the lineup?
0: Boy, I don't know. I, it, it, you're not going to get – I guess you're going to get about the same out of, out of either of them it, based on Benson's history. But if Benson catches fire, there, there's a big upside there because he can yeah. hit for a little bit more power than –
1: Oh, my goodness, than,
0: uh, yeah. You know, he, he he's got raw power that's really sort of untapped at any level. Uh, that that straw can't give you there. And as long as he's not hurting you defensively, uh, that's that's probably a win uh, if if you put him in there. So, uh, yeah. And, and, uh, you know, I didn't realize that they could lose him at the end of the year if they don't, you know, sort of commit commit to him in some way um, with him being, uh, you know, being at the end of his his free agency. It's all those guys in that 2016 class. But uh, it might be a reason why you haven't seen a, a Will Brennan instead. Is because they've got to find out faster about uh, about uh, Benson than they do about a guy like Brennan. Yeah, and I guess you know
1: they, you know, uh, Francona said they're going to bring up a pitcher and a position player on Thursday. I w- I wonder if a, would they bring up another outfielder, Joe, to play center field? I I don't know. I think they're you know really they gotta, you don't know, they I,
0: have I, don't they have to bring up somebody who can play first base? Don't they have to bring up somebody who can? Give Josh Naylor a, a a break on his feet and and not drop the ball like Owen Miller. I, I, they uh, could. I,
1: who's the first? Who's the first baseman down there? I not You know, I'm, I'm,
0: Trenton Brooks. I, yeah, Trenton I Brooks. I don't see that. I unless unless uh, Nolan Jones has has been playing Maybe. enough first base yeah. to to do that. Yeah, then then that answers you know your question right there. Do they bring up an outfielder? Well they bring him Nolan Jones he can do he can probably play more than one position so yeah Nolan we'll Jones has been you know, since he got sent down he's really been swinging
1: the bat well for the clippers so you know that's a name to remember too
0: yeah but if you play Nolan Jones at first base then you've already seen what happens when you're when you're yeah. playing guys out of position i mean with with Owen Miller not catching the ball not cutting the ball on throws from the outfield in in critical situations uh, it, it's been a real, uh, struggle there at first base. Uh, that, that's going to be, you know, if Josh Naylor is healthy, Josh Naylor is your first baseman. i I, I truly believe that, but, uh, he, he's just not physically ready to, to play every day at that spot. So you need somebody who can play there. And right now, Owen Miller's just not getting the job done.
1: Yeah. There's no doubt about that. And, uh, you know he's he's playing out of position he's you know he's been trying to learn this new position. It's been a struggle for him for sure and you know when when you have a team like this you know that that plays a lot of close games that's in contention that's in first place you know there's thirty five thirty eight games left you know every every mistake is kind of magnified so you know you, you got to catch the ball you know that's yeah. what it comes down to
0: yeah it it reminds me of that scene in in Moneyball. Where uh, uh, Brad Pitt is uh, is Billy Bean, and he goes to Scott Hatterberg's house and he <laughs> tries to convince him uh, to play first base. And he that's brings, the best scene of the movie. So he brings uh, Ron Washington with him, and they sit down and they they uh, start talking about switching him to first base. And uh, Hatterberg says, uh, "You know, it's it, how hard is it to learn the position?" and and uh, Billy Bean looks at him and he goes it's it's not hard tell him wash and Washington goes it's it's hard it's it, it, it's, it's the most difficult thing you'll ever do yeah. so so yeah uh that's it's the most difficult thing that Owen Miller is trying to do I think right now and and it's just not going well uh so yeah uh I it, it, definitely in the offseason first base is going to be the number one uh position of concern for the uh for the club I think, but. Um, you know, should be should be interesting to see how they handle it uh, beginning tomorrow with the call-ups. Um, around the division, uh, the White Sox lose their fifth in a row. The Twins win their fifth in a row. Uh, the lead in the division is now a game and a half. Uh, what are we What are we looking at as the you know the 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 race sort sort of starts to tighten up now? You're not kidding, Joe. It's uh, it's you know,
1: yeah, uh, you know, after Seattle comes in. Uh, to finish his homestand, then they go to uh, Kansas City. And then we start that, uh, what, um, eight games against the Twins in 11 days. And, uh, you know, probably to decide the uh, division right there. So, you know, it's coming up fast, and
0: uh, there's going to be some big games played here. Are you surprised the uh, White Sox have fallen off as much and as quickly as they have? Uh, Tony Larusa, I guess, didn't manage on Tuesday night. Uh, He's undergoing testing. Uh, It looks like they're heading towards a, uh, you know, a season ending departure uh, between the two of those uh, parties uh, as, as Larusa really has, has underwhelmed as manager of the White Sox uh, thus far Uh, surprised that the, the White Sox have fallen off the way they have. Yeah. I, you know,
1: I think everybody is Joe. They were everybody's, they were the consensus pick to, uh, Win the division or repeat as division champs at the start of this season. They had a loaded lineup, a loaded rotation, uh, rotation, and uh, but they, you know, injuries got in their way. They played terrible defense. They just they've never gotten going. They've never really we've never seen what that what that club can look like, you know. And they've never played up to their potential. And uh, you know, if, if and now La Russa, you know, has had some medical problems. He's seventy-seven years old and you just got to wonder you know where do they go from here and uh you know do do they ride it out to the end of the year and then uh, you know with the, does la Russa step away or you know something's got to give there because that's too good of a ball club to uh you know to perform the way it has then they they've got 190 million dollar payroll Joe right
0: 100 million $ 190 million dollar payroll uh it, it, you know the guardians significantly less than $100 million uh, on their payroll. Uh, but the attendance at uh, Guardians games, uh, especially last night, what, 12,000 at that game? You know, I just came from Seattle and watching, you know, get granted it was each or a weekend in Seattle, but there were 45,000 fans in the seats uh, at, at T-Mobile Park uh, every night for that four-game series. Uh, it, it's, it. what does this team have to do in order to get more fans to the ballpark this season to see a team that's, that's still hanging on to first place.
1: Yeah. I I don't know, Joe, this is this, you know, this, this, this isn't a problem, you know, isolated to this year. I mean, you know what, I think in the last 11 seasons, 10, 11 seasons, they've only drawn over 2 million once. Um, and uh, you know they've they've had eight winning seasons, and it's just you know it just it just goes to show you. I don't think Cleveland is that great of a baseball town, at least when it comes to you know coming out and and going to the ballpark. I mean, I think to me it's always been a, a decent baseball town, but you know people people just don't come out and 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 watch the club. I mean, the uh, you know the the kind of the outlier was when. You know the the Browns moved and the Cavaliers. This was pre-LeBron uh, and uh, the, in the 1990s when they had that great. Uh, you know the, they had that great run there, and it was uh, the per, you know Indians officials always said that was the the perfect storm when they mm-hmm. what sold out what what is it 544 straight games or I I, I can't Four, remember I think
0: 452
1: yeah 450 yeah, yeah. and uh, they. I, and I never believed that. I always thought, you know, the fans would come out if they put a good product on the field. But, you know, I I just don't think that's true. You know, I really don't. I mean, I know it's, the population is, is has shrunk in Cleveland, uh, but there's still, you know, great suburbs around Cleveland. And uh, I, I I just uh, you know I just wonder, it, unless you're giving away something, you know, dollar dogs or fireworks. You know they're just not going to come out. Fans just aren't going to come out to this ballpark.
0: All right, 455 games was the streak uh, of of consecutive sellouts. They they had uh, you know more than you know al- almost three million fans through the gate. Um, you know it, in in that space of that that 455 consecutive sellouts. So
1: uh, yeah, they drew impressive. what what. Three million fans, six straight years in a row, something like that, some crazy thing, like yeah. that. yeah,
0: yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I, I I agree with a lot of that. Uh, and you you know you, you made a remark before we started recording here that it was kind of funny. It's like we uh, we don't far be it from us to tell uh, people how to spend their money or anything like that. Well, that's that's sort of what we do. That's sort of our job <laughs> is to to tell people about this club and about this team and and why they should want to go and spend their money. You know, on this, uh, on on a ticket to see these guys play. Uh, right now, it's 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 pretty exciting to to be able to get to the park and see these these young guys uh, perform. I, I think in the in the coming years, as this version of this team gets, uh, you know, better and and you know knows more about itself and learns how to play, I, I think they will be, uh, you know, uh, a great reason to come out to the park and and see them. So. I don't know. It's it, they're not the Browns, they're not the Cavs, but uh there's there's something about you know just going to the ballpark every night and and seeing uh, these kids play that uh is is really sort of inspiring and I I I encourage people to spend their money on that. Absolutely. I'll I'll tell you how to spend your money. Go for it. <laughs> you know, uh it's I I it's I'm real good at telling other I I mean that's what we do. We we tell the front office how to spend their money. It's 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 not, uh, it's our job to, to sort of in, insinuate how we, uh, we think the, the front office should, should hand out contracts and stuff. So why not just tell the listeners as well, how they should spend their money. It's, uh, it's our, it's in our nature. <laughs> All yeah, right.
1: It'll be interesting to see what happens. It should be. I, I would imagine Seattle's going to, that'll be a
0: good turnout in this weekend and see it for uh, the Mariners. Well, they're not bringing each hero with them. So who knows? Yeah. Now. Um, uh, Tristan McKenzie on the mound tonight for the Guardians. Uh, what do we need, uh, Tristan McKenzie to do tonight uh, in order for the Guardians to have uh, a successful ball game? Yeah, we
1: need him to keep keep the ball in the yard, Joe. Definitely. <laughs> uh, twenty. He's allowed twenty-one home runs. A lot of them have come at critical times. Uh, I think if Tristan can can uh, keep the ball in the confines of progressive field, he's got a great chance to win here. I mean, you take away some, you know, half of those home runs, the ones that really have hurt him at critical times, I think he's a Cy Young contender. I really do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not that if they were solo home runs, if they were one or two solo home runs, it'd be fine, but he seems to give up. A three-run home run, a critical three-run home run at some point in you know every other start, or you know there was a stretch there where it was a lot, and the offense just couldn't come back. Uh, you know this this isn't an offense that has the firepower to to put up you know two to three home runs a game uh, like we saw the Mariners do uh, over the weekend, and and when that's that that's a bad formula for for wins if uh, if Tristan McKenzie can't keep the ball in the yard. Uh, but then goes on like a dominant stretch where he retires 18 of 20 batters after that that's uh, the it's the it, it's the mystery of his season i guess but it's also you got to remember he's a young young pitcher and uh, i think in in the years to come that he'll he'll be able to figure it out and and how not to give up those those early home runs and and keep his team in the ball game
1: yeah, and he needs a little help from the offense, too. You know, the last start, what, he gives up a three-run homer to Hanniger in the first inning, and he loses 3-1. So, mm-hmm. you know, it goes hand in hand. I mean, there's not a better example than uh, Quantrill, what Quantrill has done during this stretch. And during this stretch, of scoring about nine runs a game for him. So, yeah. you know, it, it, it. like Bob Feller used to say, it's not how you pitch, it's when you pitch.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe McKenzie just needs to bounce around the clubhouse and and pick on his teammates the way that, uh, that Quantrill does and sort of uh, be, be, be semi-obnoxious the way that Quantrill is, uh, you know, on days that he's not pitching. And maybe that'll inspire the, uh, the offense to score some runs for him like it has for Quantrill. Who, who knows? All right, Hoinsey, well, we're going to wrap it up here uh, and we will be back tomorrow uh, for another edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. We'll talk to you then. All right, Joe.